All right, uh, Nick Langan here on Villanova's V891, The Roar, WXVU. Um, and I'm uh, very happy uh, to have with me uh, three graduate students here at uh, Villanova. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, graduate student uh, access to healthcare and uh, maybe something that uh, you know, folks do not think about as far as grad students uh, full time at the university, um, you know, being above the, the certain age that that maybe undergraduates would have with, with their family's health care plan, um, not full time employed elsewhere. What do they do? What kind of access do they have to health benefits? Um, and we have three graduate students uh, with us today. Um, who have uh, taken a, an initiative to, uh, you know, sort of promote this cause, spread awareness, including a rally that's happening on campus uh, here at uh, Villanova this coming Friday afternoon. Uh, pleased to have uh, Jack Linder, uh, Jennifer Wang, and Zhui Zhang with us uh, today. Uh, hello, all. Um, why don't we start? Uh, I guess we could, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Start with each of you. Maybe we'll just in alphabetical order. We'll, we'll start with Jack. Um, if you could just introduce yourself. Um, uh, you know what, what your you know what your status is at Villanova right now, and, and how you became attached to this cause for for graduate healthcare. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Uh, my name is uh, is Jack Linder. Uh, I am a theology uh, PhD student. I've, this is my fourth year at Villanova. Um, in the theology program, uh, and I and I got involved by hearing uh, the stories of my colleagues. Uh, I, I myself uh, uh, am am under twenty six, but I'm quickly approaching uh, the age so I'll be losing healthcare soon. But also hearing the stories of my colleagues uh, who did not have healthcare really um, motivated and and the debts that they uh, incurred. Um, from not having health care really uh, motivated me to want to wanna act, uh, as well as advocate for doctoral and graduate student needs uh, beyond the healthcare issue more widely. But uh, our focus this year is definitely healthcare. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jack. Uh, how about you, uh, Jennifer? Uh, hi, Nick. I'm Jennifer. I'm a sixth year in the philosophy doctoral program, um, working on my dissertation. And uh, throughout the pandemic, I've been teaching in the classroom, Philosophy 1000, if any of my students are listening. And um, I got involved, like Jacques said, through hearing about um, other students' stories, mostly rumors. Um, somebody broke, a, broke their finger or their hand and didn't get treatment. Um, and that just seemed ridiculous to me that somebody would break a bone and not get treatment. Um, and I started this work when I was a first year, so back in 2016. And um, we've made some progress, but there's a lot um, more work to be done as well. Excellent. Oh, and I'm from Edison, New Jersey. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm in uh, Jersey as well. So thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jennifer. And Zhui, uh, um, say a few words about yourself and, and your attachment to uh, to the cause. Um, hi, uh, I okay. My internet is a bit unstable, so I don't know if I can get all of it. No and worries, then, no worries. My name is Zhui. Uh, I'm a third year PhD student in mechanical engineering, and um, I'm also I'm from China, and uh, I think you're not. 
international students, uh, the healthcare provided by the universities that like we have to get them in order to stay as a student here. And uh, before I came in, also my friends and the student who came here previously told me that the healthcare is expensive for us. Uh, but uh, it's like there's no other options for us because it's hard to find um, like healthcare by ourselves. And uh, we also have some students who don't want to go to hospital when they need to because it is too high for them. Sure. Especially as an international student, it's like you know, whole another country and uh, dealing with some um, overpricing medical bills scary for us to like study abroad with a condition definitely definitely it has to be you know frightening to have that um in the the back of your mind you're over here you need those benefits and you know yeah it, it just just as you said um you would you know be afraid to go to a hospital basically um no that that's that's awesome for from each of you um, I'll just add myself, I am a, a full-time graduate student. Um, I'm over 26. Um, and um, so, you know, essentially, um, I, you know, so I would not be able to repeat the steps of how I got it, but I, I just signed up for my state, New Jersey's, you know, family care, which is essentially Medicaid, um, just to, you know, have some sort of coverage, um, because as I'm sure, like, the, each of you have, have probably, you know, found, um, like, if you try to sign up for an individual plan here at Villanova uh, for uh, individual health care through first student, I believe the cost um, for the entire 2021-2022 uh, school year, including fall and spring, was $4,325 for, um, you know, a single yeah. student, um, which is just, just crazy. Um, That's more than faculty pay. Wow. wow. Through the universe, like double. <laughs> I mean, just thinking about, you know, if you are fortunate enough to receive a stipend um, from the university just to, you know, uh, maybe your full-time teaching assistant, um, you know, th that's, you know, probably not even going to be half that. Um, and, you know, that, that covers monthly, but there's other obviously living expenses, um, you know, getting to and from campus food. Um, so just it, 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 so, you know, and obviously for me, um, just thinking about it, um, you know, the pandemic starting um, last year, or I'm sorry, in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, because I think there, I was having some issue with like renewing um, the family care plan. And also you get like a, a penalty on your taxes, uh, if you can't prove that you have so there, there's just all sorts of things. And um, I don't think, you know, normally, folks um, think about that. Um, so if, if, any of you want, want to take this one, but um, how did, you know, how did this all sort of come together to start the petition um, that was uh, sent around um, to all of the graduate students at, uh, at Villanova uh, last year um, to try to get the attention of uh, university administration? Um, I can take that question. Sure. So basically, how do we get to this point, right? Or to the point of the petition? Mm -hmm. Um, well, like I said, in, when, I be, when I started um, my program here in 2016, the students started um, 
uh, surveying each other in order to just collect some hard data and rather than just rumors about like our health and healthcare situations. And so um, that was 2016. We mostly doctoral students in the philosophy department and we tried to loop in some theology students. We submitted that report um, to the graduate dean of class at the time, Dean Palace. She advocated for us and um, around 2017 or 18, we were able to receive a $1,000 healthcare subsidy from the university. Um, and then we kept up the student healthcare surveys just like every year, just to like have that information and track trends. Um, I have a business background, so I love making reports <laughs> and charts. That's awesome. Um, and so uh, kind of like the advocacy work kind of waned as aside from doing the reports, but then the pandemic struck and all of us flew into like anxious frenzy. And we were like, we've been asking for healthcare year after year since at least 2016. I, I hear from other people that like the um, advocacy on the faculty side has gone back at least like 10, 15 years. Mm. Um, so students started up again. And in the fall of 2020, we petitioned the university for um, fully subsidized healthcare for at least all um, funded students, um, funded graduate students. And in the middle of the pandemic, that ask, it just seems like we don't have to explain why we're asking exactly. for healthcare, yep. right? Yep. In the middle of the pandemic. It's, it's so yeah, that's how we got to the point of the petition. Gotcha and gotcha. And what, you know, so I think you were able to get you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,270 signatures, you know, that, mm -hmm. and that probably includes fact, you know, not only students, the student body, um, but faculty members, um, were you, you know, did, did, were you, did the response exceed your expectations? Just, just first and foremost, uh, sort of the momentum you were able to create, um, from the students and faculty just to, uh, gain uh, support for the cause as far as, uh, you know, getting um, coverage for healthcare for, for uh, funded graduate students? Uh. Um, it exceeded my expectations, certainly. I mean, faculty have always been very supportive, but it, um, it's different when you see their name on a petition versus if they tell you that they're supportive, yeah. you know, during private meetings. So we focused for the petition, we focused on our community, Villanova, um, and just like focused on rallying the support of everybody in the community. So it doesn't seem, so to, to admins, it doesn't come off as, oh, it's just graduate students like advocating for themselves. No, it's our whole community yeah, advocating for us. And that was very, very important. And, getting our voices heard. It's a great way to look at it. You know, it's more of a, you know, and, and that's sort of, you know, that you're united um, and it shows that you've, you know, sort of demonstrated the need to get beyond just the graduate community advocating for for the cause. So that's awesome. Uh, this is Nick Langan. I'm, I'm, I'm talking with here on uh, WXVU, V891, The Roar, uh, three graduate students from here at Villanova, uh, Jack Linder, uh, Jennifer Wang and uh, Zhui Zhang um, about uh, healthcare 
and uh, the uh, availability for it for graduate students uh, here at the uh, campus of Villanova. Um, so maybe Jack for this one. Um, so you get the petition, um, 1270 signatures. Uh, I believe it's submitted on, on April 20th of, uh, of um, this past, I should say this past year. Um, I'm, you know, between 2020 and 2021, I've hard to keep track of time. Um, so, you know, it's submitted to the administration. And I believe the official response was from from Father Peter, um, that, you know, this would, you know, it, it, it certainly, you know, he did not dismiss the the, the initiative. Um, but the response was to uh, increase the stipends available for for healthcare for doctoral students, and then to offer a stipend, which I believe ended up resulting in uh, up to $500 available based on qualifying need for master's students. Um, that, you know, it's probably not what you all were shooting for. Can you talk about the response? Um, and just, you know, where, you know, emotionally, maybe, um, after advocating for this all spring, uh, with the, the, the petition and the signatures, kind of where that left you after getting the university's response. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, I'd say that we, uh, we are continually uh, grateful uh, for what the university is able to provide to us right now. Um, but at the same time, we also um, want to remain, um, uh, uh, want to remain strong in, in the position that, that this is a real need uh, that, that is affecting students right now. Um, the, according to the strategic plan of Rooted Restless that is going through 2030, uh, graduate student healthcare uh, is supposed to be realized by 2030. Um, however, what we believe the we we believe we have the stories and the petition uh, only to to say that that it can't be realized by 2030. Um, it needs to be realized uh, now. Uh, solely because so many uh, different students have been affected and will continue to be affected uh, by um, increasing costs, uh, um, um, post-COVID effects, uh, whether you've had the disease or you catch a variant of it uh, and, and how that might affect you down the line. Um, so, uh, so that's just sort of our, uh, was our reaction is that we, we were, we were thankful, uh, but also um, made sure that we would continue the push until, um, uh, until what, what we feel is, is necessary and just uh, for a Catholic institution to offer uh, people that, uh, that work in its classrooms and its labs and its writing centers and its residence halls and its minute and, 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 and its ministry, uh, um, in order to survive. I think that's, uh, you know, for sure. And I think, um, you know, thinking about just how things are going this semester, you know, whereas, um, you know, for example, last spring myself, um, even as a, a full-time grad student and, and a teaching assistant, I did not have to step foot on campus. It was all Zoom. Um, and I think, you know, in many graduate departments, it was the same. And so, you know, obviously, you know, things can still happen. But as far as like community spread of COVID, for example, um, you know, the risks were diminished. And now, you know, probably for for, you know, all four of us talking right now, um, you know, 
every week, um, you know, it, we are, you know, we sort of, you know, accept the risk. Um, you know, COVID numbers, I think, have stabilized on the campus um, after a, a, you know, higher start. And I, you know, I would venture to say that, you know, reintroducing the mask mandate probably helped that. Um, but, you know, that there is, there are risks, um, you know, more, you know, more this semester than probably any other um, being the first, you know, full time back in person. Um, so, you know, that's something, you know, we have to accept. And, and we're also, you know, not that, you know, we're elderly, but we're also older than um, your typical 18 to 22, you know, year old undergraduate. Um, and so, you know, the COVID risks could potentially be be greater just, you know, as, you know, age increases. So, you know, all that understanding, you know, that, you know, for sure, you know, pushing it sort of aside to 2030, I, I think that there has to be um, probably from your vantage point, you just want to keep this, you know, keep the public aware. Um, so that's, you know, that's great. Is that sort of your thinking, Jack, as, as far as, you know, and, and as particularly the timing for the rally, uh, you know, this coming week? Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing that I would just want to say is that, that this ask certainly goes beyond COVID, right? It was, uh, it started, like, it started before COVID, uh, go, as Jen said, like, back in the philosophy department, at least 10 to 15 years, um, th th that this ask has been uh, present. Um, and it, it coalesced around COVID because that was an immediate and imminent threat uh, sure. at the moment. Uh, but it's also beyond COVID uh, in the sense that uh, there are graduate students dealing with chronic illness that can't sure. see their doctors or that need to choose which medications to, um, to, to, to be prescribed to based on the costs. Um, so, um, yeah, so, 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 so even though, yeah, so I just want to, uh, say, yeah, even though. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a great point. Just like Jennifer said, if it, you know, if you break something, just, you know, some, you know, random occurrence, you know, running around or, you know, things that, that, and if you can't get treatment for a broken bone, I mean, you know, that's just, that's frightening. That's scary. So that, that's a, a great distinction. Jennifer, did you have anything to, to add for that? Um, yeah, I just wanted to add that not having, um, like substantial healthcare benefits and also discourages students, um, who have like chronic conditions from yeah. coming to Villanova. Or if they do come for whatever reason, because they really want to be in the programs here, which are amazing, and I have no regrets coming here, but if they do end up here, they're not taken care of and they're not taking care of themselves. And so um, I've just seen classmate after classmate, I cry a lot, leave the program because they're not taken care of here. It's... That's no, I mean, think about, you know, and I think that's, I think we're all in like agreement about that. Like, um, this is a wonderful, you know, campus. It's a, there's wonderful, you know, I can just, you know, speak from my own experience, like the personal development I've had, you know, just being, you know, since I originally en enrolled in CPS here for my undergraduate, um, it's been wonderful. And you just, you know, you want to, um, you know, in all aspects, kind of make that experience great. Um, and so that's where it, it becomes, you know, such a, um, 
you know, just such a contrast, you know, for something as basic as, as you know, access to healthcare, um, just making sure, and yeah, and, and if it discourages even one student from wanting to come here, um, that's a real shame. So that's, I 100%, um, you know, would advocate for that. Um, so that's, you know, beautifully said. Um, for, for any of you, can you compare, you know, just for our, our audience, we're again talking with uh, three master's students uh, here, or three graduate students, I should say, at Villanova, um, about access to healthcare, uh, Jack Linder, uh, Jennifer Wang, and Zhui Zhang. Um, for, for any of you, um, as far as like comparing what's available here um, to other universities in its class, I, I guess, you know, so we would be considered Villanova like an R2 research uh, university, um, which I think is the second highest level um, as far as there being doctoral programs available um, and obviously master's programs and, you know, as far as the research that's conducted here. But comparing Villanova to like other R2 programs or, you know, just other Catholic universities with graduate programs like a Notre Dame, a Georgetown, um, the universities you often hear, uh, you know, probably parents debating where to send their children back in the high school. Um, so um, any any perspective on like where Villanova sits versus the, you know, other colleges in its class? Um, Jennifer. Jacques, did you want to take that question or do you want me to? Sure, yeah, I can, I can take it. Um, yes, yeah, Nick, this is a really important question and a really, um, a critical uh, a moment, I think, for us to to sort to sort of name name these comparisons, um, is that in our in our research that most most universities that uh, that we compare ourselves to, so like the Notre Dame, the Georgetowns, the Boston colleges, um, on a Catholic perspective, uh, and then there's also uh, both like public and non-religious private that we that we that we're looking at. Um, is that is that there there's definitely more support uh, for graduate students uh, at those universities than there is Villanova, specifically at Notre Dame, um, the uh, students uh, pay zero dollars at Notre Dame University to uh, for their healthcare coverage wow. in terms of premiums. Um, so uh, so that's who we we. Uh, particularly like compare ourselves against um, and, and and the model that we're trying to push uh, Villanova to uh, be, because it's a large relief off of the backs of graduate students to, to take a look at, um, at what one might owe for health for health insurance and find out that that number is zero. A hundred percent, hundred percent. That's um, that's so, yeah, just that, you know, I think that that puts it, you know, the experience at Notre Dame, you know, there's no, you know, I, I, Villanova, you know, should not, you know, should not settle for less. There, there's no reason, you know, we are in the class of Notre Dame. So that should be, you know, across the board, I think with, with what goes on here at a daily basis, that is, you know, that is the truth. Um, so um, it shouldn't, you know, stop at health benefits. So I think that's, you know, very important as far as perspective. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, then uh, let's get to what's going on uh, this week. Now, you know, we'll be broadcasting this segment, 
you know, after the rally. Um, but just to, you know, this moment in time coming up this week, uh, the week of, well, today is October 26th when we're recording this. Um, coming up this Friday um, at in front of the Oreo here on uh, the campus of Villanova, um, uh, the graduate students um, will be holding a rally um, to uh, gain support for healthcare um, at 3.30 p.m. Uh, in front of the Oreo. Um, so uh, if, if any of you wanted to talk about, um, I know there's going to be a couple speakers, um, just what is going to be going on for this rally and how any, um, any interested folks, um, graduate or not, uh, could participate. Um, talk about that. Uh. I can speak to that. Um, so like Nick said, we'll be meeting not at the Oreo, but across from Connolly Center up those steps. I feel like that place, it should be a landmark. It should have its own name. Um, but we'll meet there at 3.30. Um, then we'll march around campus for about half an hour. And if you'd like to come just for the speeches portion, um, that starts at 4 p.m. And we'll hear first from Father Art Percaro, um, who's a big figure here at Villanova. Then Andre Price, who's a doctoral student in the theology department, and he's also a local minister in Philly. Then we'll have a number of students giving either their own testimony about their health and healthcare struggles during their time at Villanova. Um, or we'll have some folks reading uh, anonymously submitted testimonies. So we're really trying to center the stories of students because, I mean, that's why we're here <laughs> advocating right. for healthcare because we've all heard these sto stories or they are our own stories. Um, and so that's the highlight and the focus of our event. And of course, we'll also renew the call on the university to provide us fully subsidized healthcare. Awesome. Awesome. That's, uh, that's great. Um, and folks, if they did want to like participate in the poster making as well, uh, th that'll be going on Thursdays. Is, is that correct? Uh, that was last Thursday. Okay, I'm <laughs> sorry. We've made sorry. plenty of posters for okay. everyone to hold. Um, and of course you can bring your own. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, if you're available, if you're around Friday afternoon, um, yeah, the, the steps next to adjacent to Connolly, um, definitely check this out as far as just a, a, you know, an awesome cause that again, um, people don't normally think about as far as healthcare availability for graduate students here at Villanova. Um, any final thoughts, uh, Jouet, I'm, I'm sorry. I know the, the connection has been a little spotty. Um, any final thoughts from, from you or, 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 uh, any of you know, each of you, um, just as far as um, gaining awareness, is there anything you, you'd like to conclude with? Uh, um, totally fine. Oh, my internet connection is not stable, so I feel like I should not speak as much. It's, it's but, fine. Um, but I, it would like super grateful for everybody who came out to the rally and show all the grad students their support to us. That would be very grateful to us and much appreciated. Awesome, awesome. Well said. Anything else, uh, Jennifer or, or Jack? You can come in your Halloween costume. <laughs> you can put on your mask if you want to preserve some anonymity. It's the Friday of Halloween weekend, so there's a lot of room for creativity. The timing, 
definitely lends itself to it. You know, I think by mm-hmm. the time Friday afternoon comes around, everybody's going to be sort of in a, a Halloween framework, particularly, you know, since Halloween's not till Sunday. So you start, start early. So start um, Friday. That's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the last thing that I'd add is that this is also acting as the inaugural event uh, for on campus for the doctoral student council. Um, so, uh, uh, so just be, uh, if you want to get involved with the doctoral student council that is particularly attentive to doctoral student needs, but is also an open space for graduate students at large. It's why we're doing the work that we're doing and collaboration with other graduate student groups like the graduate student council uh, out of the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. Uh, it would be great to be in contact uh, with with you all as well. Um, we do have a Facebook and an Instagram uh, page, so you can find contact information for us there um, as well if you want to stay more involved. Awesome, awesome. That's uh, great information. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jack, Joey, and Jennifer for for joining us. Um, you know, really helpful. Thank you, Nick. No worries. It's yeah, uh, been a pleasure. Um, really want to just try to spread awareness for this issue again as, as a graduate student myself. So um, happy to have you all with us. Uh, this interview, um, if you're hearing it here on WXVU, you'll also be able to hear it on our anchor feed. Uh, just log on to wxvu.villanova.edu, click the uh, anchor link that distributes this to a uh, all of the uh, major podcast platforms. Uh, thank you all again for, for your time today. Thank you, Nick. Hope to see you there. Thank you, Nick.